Set the right goals so that you'll succeed without burning yourself out or stressing yourself out. Episode 181. Showing up is half the battle, but showing up is easier some days than others. Dailyshowup.com is a podcast, a live stream, reminding you to show up, how to show up and why it's important to keep showing up. And now, your host, Narin Persinger. Last few episodes, last couple episodes, not last few, last couple, I've been talking about goals and goal setting and why goal setting is so important. We've talked about, you don't want to set goals that are too big. At the same time, you don't want to set goals that are too small. We want to do some Goldilocks goal setting goals that are just right. So three things that I want to cover with you today. Three things we're going to cover. Um, The biggest mistakes that we're making with setting too small goals. This is critical. This is crucial if you are a newerish real estate agent. Could apply to a lot of different businesses, industries, but I know real estate really well. And this is the biggest mistake that (laughs) you uh, you could set a goal, you could hit your goal and still fail. That is a problem. That's a huge mistake with your goals. Um, we're going to talk about slow starts. The reason why you don't want slow starts. And I think one of the biggest challenges, if you're setting big goals, it's this thing that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. So number one, the problem with goals that are too small, a lot of times the biggest thing that you're looking for is you want to replace your income. So whatever this job is that you're doing, and it really does seem like there's two levels to this. Oh, I just want to replace my income that I'm doing over here. And then agents that are a little bit further on, they're having success. success. They're like, I want to retire my spouse. I want to make sure I, I don't want them to have to work anymore. I want them to come work with me. Really seems like those are the two major like milestones. So when it comes to goals, replacing your income might sound nice, but that's actually chances are it's going to be way too small. Your goal is going to be way too small. I have have six things here I want you to think about when it comes to setting your goals. So the number one mistake of this, let's say, let's put a number on this. Let's say it's $100,000. We're going to go, maybe that's more, maybe that's less than your goal. Maybe that's more or less than how you're replacing your income. Let's just use 100,000 because it's a really simple number for me to calculate. All right. So 100,000, well, let's say you hit it. Let's assume you hit this goal at the end of the year. We're looking back, we're talking about things, how the year go, year went great, Darren, I hit my goal, $100,000. Hey, that's perfect. A few months later, you call me again, you're like, oh crap, Darren. This is horrible, what's horrible? I forgot about taxes. You forgot about what? Taxes, I, for- I completely forgot about taxes. I'm self-employed, I didn't realize that self-employed people had to pay their own taxes, and not only do they have to pay their own taxes, they have to pay self-employed taxes, which is more than an employed person has to pay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah, you gotta pay your self-employment taxes. So let's take 30% off the top. You're probably gonna pay about 30% in taxes. All right, so you got that to worry about. Now, level two. Did you account for this? What about your insurance? If you have a significant other, a spouse that's paying your taxes, that you can be on their health or on their insurance. Uh, if you have a significant other, 
that has on your their insurance and you can jump onto theirs, then you're fine, right? Catherine and I, because we're both self-employed and we do real estate together, we have to pay our own health insurance. As a family, between our premiums and our deductibles, we spend about $25,000 a year. $25,000 a year. So if you're making $100,000, $30,000 gone, that's gone. $25,000, that's gone. What are we left with? Forty. Five We're left with 45000 just like that. We hit our goal. We set the goal for $100,000. We hit the goal. And we're already below the half mark of that goal. Ouch. This is a huge problem. I think this is what happens a lot. You succeed at hitting your goal, and yet you still fail on what you're trying, to, the, the thing that you're actually trying to achieve, and that's have... Um, a sustainable, livable income selling real estate. This is a huge problem, not accounting for these things. So the first two things you need to account for is if it's going to be 100000 add a little bit more to that, and then add a little bit more to that if you're going to have to cover your own insurance. Now let's talk about lifestyle. What about your lifestyle? Do you have a lifestyle that you have to cover? So what's your lifestyle comfort? How much are you spending per month? You got to cover that. Now, what about what we call your peace of mind fund? You should probably have three to six months of that lifestyle comfort and your business expenses sitting there. Lifestyle and your business expenses sitting there. Because if all you can cover is, this is, this is really important. I, I want you to understand this. If you only have three to six months of your lifestyle comfort sitting there, and things start to slow down, and you haven't accounted for your business expenses, you don't have three to six months of business expenses sitting over here also, you are going to die a slow death. You are going to go broke slowly, and then suddenly. You are going to go broke slowly, then suddenly. Three to six months lifestyle, three to six months business. Fourth thing, what about a reinvestment fund for your business? You should probably have 10 to 20% that you are reinvesting back into your business. So your business, strictly reinvesting back into your business, reinvesting back into yourself, and then reinvesting into your marketing to grow your business. So you should probably have 10 to 20% for those three categories. And then finally, I would have some sort of get ahead fund. We have a peace of mind fund getting really fuzzy on the uh, camera if you're watching. Sorry about that. You're going to have to have a peace of mind fund, but what about uh, a get-ahead fund? So saving up for retirement, something like that. I would account for 10 to 20% of that. So you need your taxes, your insurance, lifestyle, peace of mind, reinvest, get ahead. You hit your goal. But have you accounted for these six things that you're not accounting for, probably? You succeeded. Yay, I made my money. And then you're like, where's all the money? I guess I have to go get a real job. You have to overshoot if you're trying to replace your income. And then even so, I would still calculate, hey, is this number going to be enough? Is 50000 going to be enough for me? Is 100000 going to be enough for me? Knowing that I have to cover my taxes, my insurance, I have to have a peace of mind fund for my business expenses. Maybe I'm fine in my lifestyle, but now I have this business I have to cover. 
What about reinvesting back into my business to get ahead? What about getting ahead because I don't have a 401k anymore? I don't have a matching 401k to supply this. So I have to be investing heavily to start getting ahead. Have you accounted for those? Most agents have not. And this is why they succeed at hitting their income goal, their transaction goal, their volume goal, and yet they're still so far behind. The goal was way too small. Number two mistake that I see people making, real estate agents making with their goals, is they start way too slow. They start way too slow. They'll come in and they go, well, I, I wanna set the right goals. So I'm gonna do, I wanna do four to six transactions this first year. Four to six transactions, Darren. And they seem proud of that when they tell me that. Like they know they're not being unrealistic and so I should congratulate them on that. The problem is, is you, what I talked about on Friday in the last episode, episode 180, go check that out. We talked about surfing and riding bikes. You're just never gonna go fast enough to pick up momentum where now you're going. It's just gonna be a constant grind, constant brute force. You're never gonna do the activities that it's really gonna take for this to become a living and a decent living as that, going back to what we talked about in the first one, how your goal is probably way too small just to start off with. So don't let small goals slow you down and don't let slow starts weigh you down. Make sure that you're like, hey, I'm gonna hit the ground running, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get up to speed as fast as I can, because anything else, if I don't get up to speed as fast as I can, the entire thing is going to burn me out, I promise you that. You might. You might come in with lots of energy and excitement, enthusiasm. You're like, this is going to be it. I'm going to do this. This is my career. I can't wait. Yay. And you could call me old and you could call me cynical and you could call me lots of different names. I've just seen it happen too often that people come in overly enthusiastic, overly optimistic and think all they have to do is want it bad enough, stay here long enough and somehow success will show up for them and they just get burnt out in time over it. It's one of those things where people say, you know, I go, why do you want to get into real estate? Well, I love homes and I love people, Darren. I love homes and I love people, so I really think I'd be good at this. By the end of this, if that's why you're getting into real estate, you're not gonna like looking at homes and you're not gonna like talking to people. <laughs> if that's the reason why you're getting into real estate, then make it a hobby. Like make looking at homes on Sunday, open houses, a hobby. And that's why you're going to not not like people very much because it's going to be just a lot of looky-loos coming home from looking at homes and they're going to be wasting your time. You're going to get frustrated with people eventually. It's got to be bigger than, oh, I, I like homes and I like people. The third thing then is on a little bit on the other side. I want to be clear about this, that there's no unrealistic goals. I believe you can hit any goal that you want. My concern for you would be the timeline that you're putting on yourself to hit that goal. No unrealistic goals, just unrealistic timelines. I had um, someone that I was coaching with four or five years ago, new agent. I think they're still in the industry and I think they're doing very well. But they said their first year in real estate, they said they want to do 10 million in volume. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm paraphrasing, I wasn't that aggressive. But they took it, they took it that. They they thought I was being super aggressive with me and they ended the coaching relationship. And so I was like, 10 million first year without having your systems and structure in place is very difficult. Could be doable, but you're gonna burn out your personal life, your personal relationships 
if you are expecting to do 10 million in less, and, and I can always throw in ca caveats and, and uh, unless, unless you somehow get lucky with like a couple of two, you know, like two $5 million transactions or something like that. It's very difficult. You know, for context, my business partner, Chris, did about 17 million in volume this year. Catherine and I did about 11, a little over 11 million in volume, I think. So the years of experience, what we have going on, um, pretty balanced lives, that's still a lot of production for solo real estate agents. We operate solo. We don't have, we don't have staff. We don't have admins, transaction coordinators. We're doing all this stuff ourselves. So that's, you know, that's roughly 30 million if you split between the three of us. So 10 million a piece. So this guy wanted to do 10 million. And I was like, ah, let's figure out how we're really going to do that. And he's like, oh, I, I don't need negativity. I'm out of this coaching relationship. I don't need that kind of negativity around me. I looked up his data at the end of the first year and he did 3 million. Now I wonder how he felt about that. Because I would be celebrating him. I'd be going, that's amazing. Good job. 3 million in a first year of real estate, that is something to celebrate. Now, I wonder how he felt because of the goal that he had in his head, if he actually felt good about that 3 million. I wonder if he felt good about it. Now, like I said, I think that was four to five years ago. I bet he's approaching 10 million. I bet he's, if he's not approaching it, he's getting awfully close to it. I'm willing to bet. But he had an unrealistic timeline. Not an unrealistic goal. 10 million is very doable. And I bet he's getting close to it now. If he's still in real estate, I think he is. But yeah, unrealistic timeline. I'm going to do 10 million my first year. If you're willing to make the right sacrifices. So go back and listen to the episode. Um, I want to say that was episode 179 with where I talk about the YouTuber, Eric. So... Just recap real quick. We don't want to set goals that are too small, that we succeed at hitting, and yet we still fail because of the outcome. Number two, we don't want to start off so slow that we can never get momentum going. And finally, number three, we don't want unrealistic timelines. Big goals are great. Let's just make sure that we have a realistic timeline to actually achieve these goals. Otherwise, it could just wear us out mentally. Thanks for showing up. But remember, showing up is only half the battle. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, schedule a Level Up Conversation with Doreen at levelupconversation.com. And remember, keep showing.